The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, July 16th, 2022. Ed and I are back from the PCA 2022 and have a lot to talk about. The cigars, the people. Ed Sullivan's report on the first time. Is it everything he thought? Was it everything I thought? Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right. So my voice sounds horrible. It is what it is. Uh, it happened after the first day of the trade show. It's so dry down there. Um, it's a dry heat, right? It's a dry heat. It's 115 degrees. <laughs> dry heat. Sounds like heaven. Uh, all the cigar smoking you're doing, plus all the talking, add to that the dryness that goes on. I'm uh, sitting a, a safer distance from you than normal, just so that you don't you, breathe on me. That's all right. So uh, I tested myself three times because I know a lot of people got uh, COVID while it, w- it was down there, along with that I div- did have contact with, I think, every person that <laughs> caught it, yes. uh, as, di- as Ed did, right? Probably most of them, yeah. yeah. So we talked and hugged and touched all kinds of people. I mean, I'm not as popular as you are at the show. You were pretty popular. I, I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a couple voice identifications. Yeah, you know. it was good. Yeah, yeah. Was it, was it everything you thought it was going to be and more? I don't know if it was more. Yeah. It, it was everything I thought it was going to be. Anybody take right. off their bra or panties and throw them at you? No. And then it wasn't a successful trip. <laughs> <laughs> but they... It's more the Cigar Authority than it is anything else, Way right? more. You weren't kidding. Yeah. It, as much as I'm in, entrenched in this industry in every way, I'm the guy from the Cigar Authority, right? Right. And I was like your hearing ear dog. For yes. Part. Oh, Ed Sullivan. Finally, someone understands the well, plight. And Dave and I were walking and somebody's yelling, you're my favorite author at Dave, but he just keeps going. Because they can't be talking to me. <laughs> The number of times I've had to tap him on the leg and say, hey, this person's talking to you. Well, and he had two Eds, right? So we would trade off on the good ear for interpreter purposes. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I've been there. Yeah. It's not easy being deaf. No. It's something like that with all that noise and all that, everything that's going on and between music and and, uh, high volume places uh well, all mixed mixed in and then i mean how did you find it in the restaurants loud as hell yeah i i oh. found i found this for you dave <clears throat> you might not be able to read it from that distance it says 
Um, this restaurant is too loud years old. Yes. <laughs> Remember you used to go in the restaurant and it was quiet and you had to have a restaurant voice and keep yeah. it down? Just yeah. the opposite. It's so loud you have to yell across the table to be heard. And then you lose your voice. Right. I wonder if everybody else was having the same experience, if they felt um, like they had to yell. or I if saw they multiple just... people from the show share that exact meme. Oh, okay. So it really was a too loud. Too loud. Well, it's part of it is is the materials that they use inside the restaurant, which is hard surfaces everywhere. Ah, uh, they want to get you out quickly so that they can have more turns and get you on the on the tables. Yeah. Well, back in the olden days when Dave and I would dine in restaurants, they had carpet on the floor, which wasn't a great choice for cleaning, but it dampens a lot of sound. Yeah. They'd have big drapes and linen tablecloths right. and napkins. Yeah. A lot of sound buffers, but this was all loud and, and obnoxious. They'd have that spreadable cheese with the crackers too. Yes, and they put and, the, and they, even the butter was softer in those days. <laughs> Everything now was they better. bring you butter that's hot as a rock. It rips the roll. Not- Another one of my problems that I have in restaurants is. Why would you freeze the butter and then give it to me? And you know what's going to happen because at that they, point. They don't want you eating the bread, Dave. They, they want, should. They don't want you eating the bread. They should want bread you to now. eat the bread. Bread's poison. Not everywhere did that, but you know, as I recap, I'll I'll talk some food places yeah. too. Ooh. All right. Well, Barry's got a chubby now. All right, Barry. Uh, so what we said we were going to do is what I'm going to do. I have four cigars here. We yep. passed them out. Yep. Uh, these are cigars. I'm interested in possibly buying, but I haven't tasted the cigars yet. I couldn't smoke everything. So some of the people, they say, we have a sample. And I go, I will, but I'm not going to smoke it right now because I'm 150 in right now or however deep I am. Your palate uh, is fried. Yeah, I just can't can't even try it. So uh, I'll get to it later. So we have four different cigars in the first hour of cigars I did not buy yet. Right. I may buy them, I may not buy them. I don't know. It means nothing. And then the second hour is the cigar that's new that I did buy because mm. I lit it up, I smoked it, and I was impressed enough to pull the trigger. So what are we smoking here? All right, I'll start with you, Dave. You're right. smoking the Gran Habano 20th anniversary, and it's going to come in three regular production sizes, including a Robusto, a Toro, and a 6x60. But there'll also be a limited edition that measures 5 and 5 eighths by 46, called a Corona, Corona Gorda. Uh, choice is yours. The regular productions will range from 14 to 16, while the limited edition, I believe, comes in at 13. It's a box of 20. It features a Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers from Nicaragua, Peru, and Colombia. Colombia, interesting, mm-hmm. because they're Colombian, the Gran Habano mm-hmm. people. And then Jonathan's going to write up the Rocky Battelle DBS, which stands for a double broadleaf San Andreas. It's available in three sizes. He's going to be smoking the 5x50 Robusto, and it features a San Andreas wrapper. Binder's not uh, disclosed. The fill is Nicaraguan and double broadleaf. I've read somewhere where they're using a Honduran prototype broadleaf, but then I've also read that they're using Pennsylvania broadleaf. um, And I heard both of those things from two people within the company. So San Andreas and double broadleaf broadleaf in the filler. That should not be a good burning cigar. And uh, when that show, according to Rocky, when that cigar was brought to the show, it only had 12 days of age on it. Right. So you're looking at a cigar that's barely three weeks old. Uh, Ed Sullivan's going to be smoking the DBL F- L Final. 
and it's available in three rappers, Maduro, Connecticut, Cameroon. He's going to be smoking the Connecticut, and he's going to light up the Robusto, which is five and a half by 48, um, which is going to retail for around 770. Wouldn't it be the El Final? There was no accent mark, so I'm going with El Final. Here, I'll put a tittle on it for you. All right, so now, I it's, mean, now it's El Final. Barry, I'm not opposed, but when did a Robusto become 48? Yeah, uh, maybe because it's box pressed. <laughs> and it shrunk, shrinkage. It was in the pool. Um, so Connecticut wrapper with Dominican binder and fillers. And then I'm going to be smoking Tim Osinger's Pie Synesthesia, uh, which is available in one size, a 6x52 Toro. It's limited edition, only 2,500 boxes. It's a tribute to Cano. The artwork on the band is from his painting Pie 83, and it features a Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Ecuadorian Habano filler, uh, excuse me, Ecuadorian Habano binder and filler from Nicaragua, and it's going to retail for $15. Tribute to who? Cano. 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 Yano. Yano. So the Yankees had a baseball player, Robinson Cano, and it was spelled the same way, so that's why I went Cano. Yeah. Really? So the C becomes a Y? Yeah. Do you feel better justifying your wrongness? Well, no. I'm, I'm saying he's pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> More people know who Robinson Cano is. <laughs> Which was interesting. I thought Tim Osinger was going to be a big, big deal because he's a, he is a big deal in the cigar industry, but it's been 15 years. So many people had no idea who he was. It's sad. It's sad to me. But here he is. You're going to get to know who he is because he ain't going away now. He's into it. So, uh, all right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And I just saw uh, a little shout-out here to... Uh my new friend Vitali from Washington, and he just cut along with us for the first time in a stu- in our it, studio he audience. He didn't have to say anything. He just did he it. He just did it, along with our, you know, our Trace Delacuentes well, over here. Jonathan, I turn around now just to see what they're up to. It's yeah, worth it. Be, well, be, I don't trust Glenn yeah. with anything sharp, so he could be mm-hmm. cutting things off of you with that. Ah. I would like to see a video of people like at their house or something watching oh, yeah. it, watching the show, and then doing it. Watching the show, does that happen? Well, of course, it happens. Dave, maybe a future contest for Ooh. videos. Let's get people on board with their confessions first. Send us your confessions. Oh. Ah, which I saw. Instead of giving your, instead of giving a confession last week, which is what was expected of you, you decided to use somebody else's confession. It was a great confession. Hmm. So they can just bring their own, and you don't have to do your own confession. Exactly. All right. I've got mine for today. Right. I'm ready. No, and I've never done anything wrong, so mm-hmm. it would be helpful if others would okay. contribute. Others can join. I have a whole bunch. Of, oh, I know. You know. <laughs> You've got a lot of baggage. Um, so if you had, you know the candies, the root beer barrel candies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you, you got the candy. You got to lick the candy. And then you've got to have some white pepper and salt kind of mixed together on the table. You throw that up in the air and get a mist going and then chuck the root beer barrel through it and then, you know, time warp yourself over to the other side and catch it. You don't want it to go on the floor. And then lick the root beer barrel and that's what I'm getting on the cold draw. I'm going to say you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I'll say you're wrong even though I'm I'm smoking the Grand Habano 
cold draw, mustiness, you would think. I just went through that whole diatribe about the root beer barrel and the, the white pepper and the salt, and that's the best you got? I got musty, mustiness. All these things, there's a reason for each one of them. I think that's not going to burn properly. So to give it its fair shot, I thought I'd bring it back. But it doesn't make sense with broadleaf and and San Andreas. Andreas. It's too much thick tobacco. It may not burn well. That's what I care about that's happening here. On the Gran Habano is Gran Habano is a value cigar brand. It's fourteen dollars. It's not a value on this limited maybe, release. Maybe one it is. Maybe it is. But let me, let me give it a fair share here. The thing Barry's smoking has no name on it. It's a bunch of different odd stripes yeah it was uh, artwork that was done in uh, acrylic and paint it's probably yano's most famous painting and that's the he's the guy that tastes went. colors when he smokes no right? it is not and that's it, not him? there's an embossed c in it for uh cao well it's just a c but yeah yes. because he can't he can't put his own initials, initials. Yeah. he passed away anyway but uh, he can't use his own initials anymore but that's the cao of he CAO. was the C he, in CAO? He, he was the C-A-N-O. It's his initials. Um, yeah, my cigar is a cold drawer of melted caramel. What's the uh, What's the deal with Ed Sullivan's cigar? I don't know. What is the deal? You didn't tell it's me. The it's the last one, apparently, because it's <laughs> L final. You didn't tell me it's Sweet Tip, Barry. Is uh, it? Did not see that anywhere in the press release. Um, Maybe I, it's just well-fermented wrapper, Ed Sullivan. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> We're gonna. It had occurred to me. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna light our cigar today with the Attaché by Vertigo. This is a no frills, ten dollar lighter. There's no cap to it. There's just a hole with a single jet. You press the button. That single jet comes alive, and it is fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. And you're saying to yourself, that lighter looks like it would fit in my coin pocket of my jeans. It will. How can it have a big ass tank? It does. That's all you need to know. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for nine ninety nine. That's the attaché by Vertigo. It looks like the old the Jeep Jeeps. lighter. Yep, but it's way better. Yeah, instead of plastic, I think it's a yeah full metal, metal jacket. jacket. Yep, and push pu- easy push button that lights a single jet flame every time. I was cool. I of course had my Vertigo lighter on me at all times. And everybody's like, wow, you got a lighter in? But you know what I did. Mm-hmm. I tuned it for you. Yes. Not only do you fill it to the very top so it looks like there's nothing in it. And you got to be anal about this. You flip that lighter upside down, and it's a, it's two or three times. Bleed it, fill it, bleed it, fill it, bleed it, fill it, be, to get rid of the air bubble. And then turn the flame off. Turn yeah. the, the dial all the way to the right. Then the lighter appears broken. Because that's what the TSA agent wants. They want the lighter, but it's yes. broken. So they don't want it. They don't want it. They, I've never been caught anyways, but if I did, if I was caught, that's what I would but say. But I got there, and I clicked the button, and it didn't work, and I go, ah, the altitude or something. Then the two seconds later, just two seconds, I go, oh, it's turned down all the way. And I turned it up, and it's filled to the top. <coughs> Dave, Nick, Nick McTurner says, I assume you'll be selling all of these cigars we're smoking. This is still a decision yeah, point, right? Yeah, I have not bought any of these. Because you didn't get to smoke them no. at the show. We're trying The second now. hour, we're going to smoke a cigar that I did make the purchase mm-hmm. on. Because that's what we said we were going to do before. The first hour, 
I got a whole desk full of stuff I yeah. haven't smoked yet that I'm going to get to. This isn't the, the four cigars I haven't tried yet. These are four of 40 cigars right. I haven't tried yet. And most are not going to make the cut because oh. there isn't enough room. For me to bring something in, I got to take something out. Uh, so I did buy a lot of stuff. Not a lot. I bought, what did I buy, a dozen things at least? It, at least. Yeah, at least. Right, because I saw you this morning. Mm. Coming from your car with a shopping bag Correct. full of stuff that you didn't get to the yet. The interesting thing is, and, and I, I love that you and Ed Santa Maria do it this way, is you have to agree on everything that you buy. Yeah. And each person gets one. That's it. And <laughs> I heard through the grapevine that someone, I'm not going to mention Dave's name, blew their load on the first booth that they walked in. The first and used up the first their aisle, one. first day. <laughs> and he goes, really? I said, yeah, let's get this. And he looks at me and says, you're going to use it up like right now? <laughs> and I go, yeah. And Ed, on his last day, he, didn't, he stayed for three days, not the half day. The third day, he ends up using his. Well, because he, he played it smart. He goes around and looks at everything and then says, I'll, okay. I'll tell you, he did because we already saw the booth we went yeah. to. And then we went back. And he He's goes, a professional. Okay. Yep. You are a child. Yes. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dave Scooter wants to know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how upset is Ed Santa Maria with you? You were pretty good this year. Yeah, I, I, I would give it a 1. A 1. Ed, Ed said this was one of the better shows that, you know, you two coexisted at. There's not a, a, a problem. He's the buyer. He goes, I didn't have to talk Dave out of anything. It, yeah. was, it was a good show. Yeah, it was. I Listen, I know my place. <laughs> I want to. Butt in, but he's the buyer, and he has for been a lot of years. I got to let him do what he what he does. Um, I think part of it is we're so like I told you, we're so over overloaded with product for sure right now. Uh, we both understand that whatever we bring in is going to be too much of it. So uh, I think we went easy. I, we still spent a fortune yeah. uh, of what we did anyway, but uh, some of these companies actually shipped. You know, immediately. I want to call a timeout. All right. Numerous people will go in the light up the uh, McAuliffe. We're smoking the McAuliffe next week when Dan is on the show. Yes. He just popped into the chat room as well. Okay. But McAuliffe is next week. We're smoking PCA cigars this week, which so you don't have. Grab something out of your humidor that yeah. you've been putting off smoking and smoke it. Now, let me ask you this. Do you keep track in your head of what you've spent, or it's a surprise at the end? It's a surprise. I'll probably hear maybe Monday or Tuesday of, of the amount. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's over seven figures, I'm sure. It's yeah. all, oh, probably a million dollars-ish. Ish. Over the past years, it's been, I've broken that every single time. I mean, yeah. I go, I play to play. I, yeah, I come in to do it, and that's what we do. Now, Dave, I don't think we talked about last week's show yet, because didn't you yes. have some feedback on I, that? I, and I did finally get to it <laughs> um, on, the, on the ride home. I took... This is the real reason you're saying I took a beating in the emails, and I, I, some of them were funny. I warned you in advance. Yeah, yeah. Too, I, much, too much reading. The problem is it's 22 different tobaccos plus whatever Barry was bringing. I, I, I had about 12 of them that I'm familiar with intimately. The rest of them, I, I got to have the notes on it. 
have the notes and you see how I ask you a question. Here's the notes, here's some information on it, and then I look at this and mm-hmm. then I go to you, mm-hmm. go to you. I do it so that I can breathe and take mm-hmm. a, a take a, a drag of my cigar and say something also. But maybe every once in a while you guys have something intelligent to add to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it's on my notes, the intelligent thing you're going to mm-hmm. add. I already have, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You got it too. Mm-hmm. Boom. I, I'll not bring that up. But it's not as easy as it looks, right? Take a take in the seat. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. No, and I sent you my favorite comment, right, from Sean Baudry. I think, oh yeah. I think we need more of Mr. Jonathan reading. Actually, fell asleep. <laughs> he should do an app to help people sleep. And it's a tough one going that deep into a subject. Is if the, you're not interested in the tobaccos. The other piece is, even though, and, and people had the caveat, they said, okay, it was a little dry. However, it was fascinating. And I found it fascinating doing the research. So I didn't think that the boredom was going to overtake, uh, the tedium was going to overtake the fascination. I think it was a good show and it, it is trending slightly above average on uh, the YouTube video. So uh, as, 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 Ed, 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 as Barry said, next week we're doing a show with um, on McAuliffe. The following week, I believe, Barry is not going to be here. We're going to do Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. We're talking about dark tobaccos. So let's, you get prepared for that, of all the information on dark tobaccos. Because you just did tobaccos, right? Yep. Uh, flavor profiles of dark tobacco. What's makes them dark? And I'll get that information. You're at the second chair of it. You're going to be the one with the information, and let's see if we can make it entertaining and informative, because mm. I think what you got there was informative. It just wasn't entertaining. It was boring, right? right? Edutainment is what we're it, shooting for. It, 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 am I being a bad person for saying that? No. No. All right. I knew, I knew this was coming. I knew, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into, but you, as you well know, you got to prepare for a four-hour show to do a two-hour yeah. show. And I'd, I'd say today in the chat room, more people are... Pro Jonathan, they said they learned a lot from this. Yeah, absolutely. If you could just add a little, because you you, you you don't want the president certainly falling asleep. Well, Let me see if I can out. write some tobacco jokes. You know, what did one broadleaf say to the other? Mario Velasco says last week You'd look was great in a, bikini. a snooze fest. Yeah. So it's mixed. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you expect that that's gonna be. <laughs> therefore, you gotta break it up. Yeah, Ted Hughes says it's trending higher because they had a car crash quality to it. <laughs> yeah. You can't look away. This mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love the after show. Hmm. Love the after a show. A lot of feedback saying need more news on the big show. Well, we used to because we had a, a uh, somebody sponsor that segment of what mm-hmm. it is. But certainly if there's any manufacturer wants to come forward, handle a segment like that, adding news to it. There was plenty of news, by the way. There was a lot going right. on at the same time. I mean, sometimes it's a struggle to find stuff. Any, any uh, groundbreaking acquisitions or mergers or rumors to that effect while you were there? <laughs> There's, there's stuff going on. I'll get I'll get to that. Let's first start with um, the stats of the show. Uh, the attendance was up and up, meaning more manufacturers and more dealers, retail dealers. So sure. both. There was more manufacturers' booths, maybe not as large as they used to be in the day. Size doesn't matter when it comes to it. There's more manufacturers that are there. So me as a retailer going, there's more options that I have and get to see more products. More to choose from. So great for me as far as the manufacturer goes. There's more of me that are there. There's more of us that are there. So I think it's a 
win-win across that. Um, and from what they tell me, they're looking at a uh, a level at where 2018 was. Wow. So it's certainly up from 2021 because I was there and saw it. I was there in 2019 when they were complaining about uh, it was low. 2018 it was low from two thousand lower than two thousand seventeen, but there it was in two thousand eighteen. So I, I think a dramatic step forward is what I saw. Attitude, I thought attitude was great last year. I think it was greater this year. It seemed everybody was happy. Again, we were coming off of the most unbelievable news to ever happen to our industry ever, which was the FDA news. Huge. And it it, it seemed Less talked about than I had wished. There were some things that ended up happening to it, but uh, even if you weren't talking about it, you were high as, as a kite because of it, um, especially these newer companies that are starting out, that they have a chance of the next generation coming in. All sure. the stuff that was doomsday, um, and for those that don't understand what was even going on, uh, they got a free pass. When I say free pass, there was over $10 million spent on this FDA fight, and we won. Oh, my God. It should have been, you know, rockets going off of what it is. But uh, anyway, uh, it seemed the attitude was up. For those that knew what was going on, it was huge. Um, The buzz that was going on uh, beforehand was the economy. People were worried about the economy. I think... A lot of retailers don't know the economy is being hurt right now because people seem to be spending like crazy on on high-end goods. Um, The Padron-Fuente collaboration. Debacle. Which turned out, as far as I'm concerned, to be that uh, early on. But anyway, that was a buzz going on. Uh, The West Tampa Cigar Company, which was interesting. There's somebody from CAO. They're starting their own company. Then Tim Osling announces that he's coming back. He was the CAO. He's the son of CAO. Um, that was interesting. <clears throat> uh, a lot of people talking about uh, United Cigar and Selected Tobacco after 10 years. I even heard it this morning. That that seemed to be the buzz that was going on there. Certainly paid off. Um, big, big show. Um, the return of LFD. It was great to see them back and Lido and his sons. And his wife and everybody was there. And the return of Foundation, Nick Melillo, uh, after a couple of years not being there. Nice looking booth. Yep. And they seem busy over there. So I want to take it to you, Ed Sullivan. You never went. You heard me talking about it for years and years. So here you are going to the trade show. Was it everything you expected? More or less? I, I think it was everything I expected. Now, on the food side, it was more. More. It was more. I mean, how could you not have gone in with the highest expectations, knowing the professional that you had at your side? I, I think the the big food revolution was Bouchon. Yes, where we had they call it brunch. Yeah, I call it delicious. It, it was one of the best overall meals I ever ate. Yeah, it was great. It was we, worth it, right? Oh, yeah. You had to go to a certain place, then you had to go on a certain elevator, and you go to a 10th floor that's not on, even on the – you can't even find a 10th no. floor. There is no 10th floor. No. You need help. As a matter of fact, somebody secu- walked you. A security guard walked, walked you me there. to there. Yeah. But I was but already there waiting for you. They didn't serve you hard butter there. No. It was perfect. Uh, they had a perfect braided baguette. Was warm. that the place with the different salts? Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Cheeses, uh, salts. 
Everything is just. Right. So we started with the beignets. They have a beignet du jour, which was that day a cinnamon beignet yeah. with dipping sauces. It, I don't know if they're made to order, but they were fresh as could be, nice. They were warm, so donut. I think it was made right then and there. Oh, yeah. Those were, so we each started off with two donuts, <laughs> half, half a little loaf of bread, and then we had breakfast. It, it was phenomenal. Everything was great. The coffee's delicious. The juices are fantastic. Service is impeccable. Oh, yeah. Great experience. That is the owner of uh, French Laundry. French Laundry, Thomas which, Keller. Which is the, arguably the best restaurant in the world. And he, There are arguments to be made. Yeah, yeah. That's the place that we went to with Eric Hansen. Yes. And he for, said. For dinner once. I got this, and he placed the order for everything. Yeah. And it was. It was yeah. sensational. <laughs> now, yeah. you know, the overall show for me is sort of a, a different thing, right? Because I wasn't going there for any particular purpose. Yeah. I wasn't going to cover the show. I, I'm not buying anything. So for me, I wanted to stay out of people's way. You know, I wasn't going to go say hi to people who are busy trying to conduct business. Yeah. So mostly I connected with people before the show. Right during the setup, or sure. every day when it was just the the vendors in the show. Yes, I'd go say hello to somebody. Yeah, but uh, I certainly wasn't there to trick or treat. Yeah, so people I didn't know, I wasn't going over to the booth looking for samples. You know, I'd just have a little look over there. Yeah, so you know, I'd see people, and I get a couple cigars, and I'm grateful. But then when I'm sitting with Dave in the foundation booth. Nick Melillo gives him a box of cigars. Somehow he gave it to me, though, so I was stuck carrying it in my luggage. But I followed orders. It's in my humidor at home because he told us don't touch them for a week. Yeah. So. It is a bad time to end up smoking those cigars. I feel bad for them and say, well, I'll smoke it later on. They want to make the sale. So, all right, I'll try it if you, if, if you want. That's why I, I say to some of them, send it beforehand if you want to do it. But... You know, if I'm six cigars deep, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I've already had six already. The, the humidity, the dryness, lack of humidity, the dryness, the heat, everything that's going, these cigars are not performing at the best they've ever performed. And, you know, all right, I'll think about it. And I, and I have a negative thought. That's why sometimes I end up missing a brand mm -hmm. that is a good cigar. I smoked it. It, it wasn't good. And it happened. I, I actually, just the opposite. I smoked a cigar beforehand that somebody brought to me. Then I said, I'm not going to buy this brand. And then Ed smoked it at the show, said it was way better. And then we smoked it together, and then we ended up buying the brand. Hmm. And that was his one that we disagreed with that he ended up saying, okay, uh, I'm going to end up going with right. that. Yeah, I've had a few... Like you, a few iterations of that, and yeah. the first one was, eh, mm. second one was like, all right, maybe they sent out the wrong blend. Sometimes you, you yeah. don't give it a, the second and third shot, though. Yeah. You, you, Did you, he send I'd them say, out too fresh? Did yeah. they still have ammonia in them? Right. So, so I, I think you're on the right track. If people would send you the stuff before the show, then you'd have your order all written, and you could just stop in and say. You see how we are, right? Are we the best? It was a, a machine. 
So you everything know. is done. I mean, we get, we're going to spend a million dollars, and we're going to do it quickly, and there's not going to be a lot of thinking going on here. It's done when it's done. When it isn't, it, it becomes, okay, now it's an issue. i got to be one of those slow pokes mm-hmm. deciding if I'm going to place the order or not. Right, and you were already strategizing this morning about how to be more efficient next year. Correct. <laughs> when, when, when's the time to do that? As soon as it, right after it happened. Well, it's fresh in your yeah, mind. Yeah, you can do it. So right now it's time to ask the Dawn by Dawn Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now... Yeah, it is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Colton writes, smoking in humidity. Hello, gents and Mr. J. Dick. Hmm. I'm in a slight state of confusion. I was recently smoking a full-bodied cigar in a Tennessee hotel after a semi-heavy rain. The air felt heavy with humidity, and I had quite the hard time keeping the stick lit. After multiple relights, I decided I just had to smoke faster to keep the ember going. Other facts involved, I keep a travel box with 69% packs. I keep the box in my backpack, which is not always at 70 degrees. It was 70 degrees that evening after a rain in Tennessee. My question is, is there something else I should do to help the cigar stay lit? I've had times with this smoke many times before. had hard times. Uh, The answer is 69% is too high. Yeah, especially in a travel humidor that doesn't have any wood in it to absorb some of the moisture. 62 or just load them up when you're leaving and don't even put humidification yeah, in. I don't put humidification. Yeah, I don't. You just have to remember to take the extras if you have any left yeah. out when you get home. So there, there is a trick that I've done uh, because I don't run air conditioning in my house. And you guys know I, I do dry box cycling. And don't cringe, Dave. The refrigerator is an unbelievable dehumidifier. Of course it is. It's a dehumidifier. Correct. So for the purposes of taking a full-bodied cigar, and normally I would have a box of cigars just kind of on my humidor. That's what I'm smoking every night. And they get a little spongy. I'll take it while I'm eating dinner, and I put it in the fridge and close the door and let let that dry out a little bit and then smoke it, and I have a better experience than trying to smoke something that's... Kind well, of you got, you got a good chance of the cigar popping mm-hmm. because it got too cold on top mm-hmm. of it. It's it's too dry and it's too cold. Depending how long you leave it, if you're talking I'm about talking, an hour. Um, no, not even an hour, like 20, yeah, 25 that minutes. That doesn't matter. Too many people mm-hmm. are, are humidity scared. You know, I, I hear it in mail order. Um, a package that should have taken two days. I've had people call me up. Oh, it's taken the third day. My cigars are ruined. Yeah. No, yeah. stop being so humidity scared. Yes. The proper humidification is important, but a day or two without humidification yeah. is it going to turn your cigar? Yeah, humidity useless. doesn't go down to zero. No. The other one of the people that post, I, I just got cigars. I'm going to put them in the humidor for a year before, you know, yeah. they're going to be fine. Yeah. These things have been wet and dried and wet and dried for three years. Yeah. The tobacco itself, by the time it turns into a cigar, so... Shouldn't be a problem. Okay, early thoughts on the cigars you're smoking. The one I am smoking is Grand Habano. This is the uh, uh, 
20th anniversary of Gran Habano. Gran Habano is a value cigar brand. This is not a, a value meaning uh, low priced for, for itself. It is a lot higher than um, a normal Gran Habano. Great That's combustion really line on it, though. But it is performing well. It is performing as good as, and I'm going to say Davidoff, Davidoff-esque. Even though it's a Nicaraguan Puro, which I would never guess that tasting the cigar, it is very, very smooth. Um, up my alley. Really? Uh, up my alley, yep. I, I wouldn't have thought. Hmm. Um, and uh, really good cigar. Burning properly, tasting great. Early on, I'm not even halfway done with it yet, but uh, very nice. I'm smoking the Rocky Patel DBS, and uh, you know what? It's not smoking like it was fresh rolled. Maybe that has to do with it being in Vegas, and it kind of dried out a little faster than normal. Um, I'm getting a little salty, hard pretzel with a, a little bit of a smoked salt finish. And it's burning properly with all it that. It is burning. Yeah. And the draw is very good. Uh, and the combustion line, this is an old wrapper. It's solid. Yeah. Okay. You and Ed each had one. I'd like to have one. I think this is a cigar we should carry. I think it's a cigar that we have to carry. It reminds me of the old CAO. There's a little bit of a Brady This component. is what? This is the this one is a little- Pisidithesia. Yeah, with all the which is a doesn't say twister. anything on it, just colored lines. Yep, it's a limited edition, but see, that's gold gonna that's with, gonna need some personal selling because it doesn't say mm, anything on it. Uh, a little butterscotch, buttery bread notes. It's CAO gold with more spice. The original back in the day, all right? Black box CAO gold. Well, how was that priced? This was priced at fifteen. Okay, I'm worried about prices yeah. like this. Fifteen is the new ten. It's I don't know, and for me, I feel as though I've got lips like sugar. So this is definitely sweet tip. All right, didn't know that. I'm wondering if it might have a slight infusion as well. I'm getting really, I'm getting uh, atomic fireball, <laughs> sort of where I'm at with this. Not a hint of it, like it's been added. Mm, yeah, it, it's hard to say on the infusion part. The sweet tip is a definite. Okay. Well, and if we get this by Synethes here, I already got a sale. Nick Returner is saying, please carry it. Really? Yeah. Although Jonathan's got a point. Maybe it's the Connecticut that's been aged so well. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that, that that happens, but we've actually never Never found any of that in my, in my research on the and tobaccos either. Try putting your lips on another part of that tobacco and see if that's sweet too. No, just on the tip of it. It's weird how that happens. Huh, funny. Yeah, funny. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, what is coming new um, that we were excited about? Who delivered and who disappointed at the show? Yes, we are going to name names. And what was the biggest surprise? We have a lot more to talk about. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hello, this is Houston Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast And we are back. We're smoking new cigars from the PCA trade show, cigar trade show. Lots of cigars, lots of new cigars. But we have uh, coming up uh, the one I was most impressed with. We'll talk about that. And uh, who delivered and who disappointed at the show. And, yes, we're going to name names. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, We're all smoking something different right now. These are cigars I haven't tried yet. This will be the first time, and you guys are smoking the cigar for me uh, in this respect. Because, frankly, I can't smoke them all. There's so many. Mm. And uh, 
I'm always looking for the new company too. I'm looking for the next big the, thing. Yeah, the next guy give the guy the a, a shot. Yeah. yeah, I just got Drake's cinnamon cinnamon coffee cake. Ooh. Ah, see, I'm interested now. Yeah, oh. that, it's not even like is that what that's a, you just opened up the cellophane and you get the whiff. That might that. be the aroma wafting off my cigar. <laughs> All right, there, sugar, sugar lips. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar lips, Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> that might stick. That might stick. So, who delivered? Who disappointed? And naming names, <clears throat> and I mean nothing bad by it. But uh, and I'll tell you why certain people didn't deliver for me. Uh, Foundation, for instance, mm-hmm. delivered. They uh, new product, a new booth, um, lots of energy, new cigars. Olbeck, Olmec, Olmec, um, and. You reviewed it on the Ashholes. We did. Yeah. I think it came out to an average of 92, so it was very good cigar. How about Metalik? I smoked that yesterday. And? I enjoyed that as well. All right. Now, the packaging they had, you ordered that, right? Yes. The one that looked like a sarcophagus thing from King Tut's tomb. Yes. I think that that's was, a limited release thing, though. I right? think it was a limited high Claire Castle. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, that's not a cheap date. That's a cigar. Nope. No. Beautiful package. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the uh, um, disappointed Mm-mm. Roma Craft. <laughs> uh, listen, their booth was set up in a flash. It sure was. Uh, it was a single booth, four chairs, two flags, uh, but at least they showed up. And, and know, they cleaned up after themselves. And all, it, it was a problem with they weren't allowed to sell. They came in last minute or whatever. Right. I appreciate them showing up and everything. So, but I, I like that they would show their stuff and you'd learn about their stuff. And it was a little disappointing uh, that that's all there was. But they were there and they said, we'll see you next year too. I, I spent quite a bit of time walking the, the floor with Skip Martin. Yeah. And he hadn't planned to go at all, which is probably why they missed that window. Then he thought, okay, I'm going to go see what's at the show, and said, well, if I'm going, I have to buy a booth. Good, so see? It, it just happened that the, he wanted to support it because he was going. They could have went with eight chairs, so that I could have <laughs> sat down with them. There were four of them, and I stood up there for a little while, but they were when all, I get to a booth, i got to sit down because all the walking. so much. Yeah. Those chairs were always occupied. I, yes. I stopped by a couple times, yeah. too. Hell, I think it's seven and a half miles from your room just to it the is. trade show floor. It's crazy. Am I getting older or is this getting, it's getting further away? Uh, Ed stayed at a different hotel and it was closer. I him. think it was closer for me yeah. <laughs> to get from Treasure Island. But did you have to walk outside? Yes. So not worth it. Uh, it was worth it for me because I had a smoking room. Oh, well, fair enough. You know, I was waking up at 3 in the morning because of the time change. So I needed to kill half a day before we got started. <laughs> uh, another disappointing, Perdomo. How dare I say that? Small booth, no new product. No drum set. No drum set. Um, no new product. I was hoping for the 30th anniversary. It wasn't ready. They said, it's not ready. It's not coming out. I get it. But a little disappointing. I know they had the biggest show they ever had. Lean and mean. Oh, my God. They killed it. Their warehouse is emptied out. They're getting new new product in. Wednesday is another container coming in. They killed it. So you don't have to spend the fancy booths and stuff. Mm-hmm. But not for me. I saw the booth. I would have liked Ed to see yeah. something like that. 
you know, because well, that was really something to see. Ted Hughes says next year you should get one of those Walmart scooters. <laughs> the mobility yeah. scooters. Yeah. I, I feel like there were I, some of those around. There was, but I'm yeah. not th- I'm not there yet. I think yeah. I gotta do another ten years. Uh, just out of pride? I mean you can, Yes, pride. That's stupid. Yeah, I know, but I'm just not doing that. I'll <laughs> I'll crawl if I have to before I'm doing that. Uh another disappointment. Probably my my biggest disappointment. How dare I say it? Fuente and Padrone. Hmm. The hype on this product that was coming out was unbelievable. I mean, they had the hype going on for, for two years already. Yeah. And as you said, not only could you not order it, there was no pricing giving, no information, and it was the biggest unevent event that ever happened that you did uh, blow up things and shoot these cannons. Uh, oh, it sounded like firecrackers. and yeah. We were caught up at another... Yeah, vendor. So we weren't. We didn't get over there, but all it was was noise, not cigars. Yeah, a lot of noise and no, no, uh, no, nothing it was the biggest non-event that happened. Disappointing to me. Could have been something big, and uh, I'm not going to make an argument with Jonathan to say next year we'll even see it because uh, maybe not. Maybe maybe it doesn't happen. Who knows? I'm going to try not to get caught up in it. Um, Probably. I, I'd say they were disappointed, but also very disappointing, of course, is General Cigar, Altadas, Drew Estate, Davidoff, for not enough of this, you know, staying away from the trade show, not unifying, especially after this FDA thing happens, that, yeah. that I have to bow down to the PCA, uh, Cigar Rights of America, for, for do, making this off. happen. They're the ones that did it. No. From these people saying it can't be done, that's it, cave in. And they didn't. They fought to the end. I got to take my hat off to Rocky Patel, number one, for basically the front man in charge of this thing, not giving up, fighting all the way for it, and then to continue to not go along with pushing to me, as far as I'm concerned, A.J. Fernandez not being there (coughs) is another serious negative. Uh, and who knows? He does a lot of collaborations with Altadas in general, so so maybe that's part of. And we'll talk about some collaboration stuff in the uh, in the, the after, after show. show. The uh, uh, yeah. you're saying General's not there uh, with the acquisition of Matt Booth. Was Matt Booth there? Matt Booth was there, but he was there supposedly for Room One Hundred and One. But they were selling other General Cigar product at that booth. They were showing off their new stuff, which was bullshit. They, they don't have a booth. They shouldn't be there. But they bought right. the they bought the company that had the booth, literally yeah. and figuratively. And Michael Herklotz was there, but no Davidoff, Davidoff. wasn't. Yeah, that, it, it bothers me across the board. The pushing away from them and then taking the lack the sales of from the it. lack of unification is really the big <coughs> the big issue there. Yeah, so everybody needs to get on the same page. Absolutely, um, fight on the same. Another page. another big delivery. To me, and I'm going to ask Ed if he felt the same way, was Artista, which is formerly El Artista. Now they're just Artista. And their new products are very good. Very good. The old products are very good. You know, coming off the Buffalo 10, where do you go? Paperboy? Fabulous, right? I had that last year. He said, it's not coming out yet, but I want you to try it. And I'm like, tell me about this. I love what it tastes like. Then they told me the price. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, I think that was an Artista Studio Work cigar. So that's more of their experimental thing. So I don't know if that's going to become an ongoing. Oh, yeah. 
They're <laughs> not going to be able to stop that. Uh, it was phenomenal for, what, $3, yeah. I think, roughly. Anybody at, at Artista ever work for J.C. Newman? Not that I know of. The experimental thing just sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Adventura, another one that delivered. Adventura had a couple of gimmicky products. I'll get into them on the next hour because we are going to smoke one of those. Uh, you know I like gimmicky stuff anyway. I think these to are... a sick degree. <laughs> these, are, these are two gimmicky products that I appreciate and I think will, are going to work and become big. Okay. We'll see. Dave, you love gimmicks. Did you buy drunk chicken? No. No. No, the, the chicken freaked me out a little bit. The chicken bit. <laughs> seemed kind of sweet on Ed. The chicken was yeah. waving to Ed. If yeah. they called it the drunk cock, would you have been interested just for Barry's sake? For your sake, I went and <laughs> got, a, got a sample for you. <laughs> Uh, and another thing uh, I, I was hoping was going to be great, and I used the product to see if it was, and I and I passed on it, was the Baller Cigar Cutter. Did you see oh, this yeah. at all? No. So it was a metal base, and you cut the cigar, and some sort of ball goes in and cuts almost like a uh, bullet cut and yeah. a straight cut at the same time. It, it takes more material out than the bullet would. So yes. it's like a melon baller. Yes. Yes. Good call right there. But it, it looks like... Would be why they call it the baller. It, it looks and is sized like a V-cutter. Yeah. But, you know, the cigar fits in and then it carves out a concave. You passed on it. I cut a cigar with it and then took a draw with it. And it wasn't and enough. It wasn't enough. And, you know... I was, thought the, the item was cool and I can sell this thing... But I can't stand behind it because Here, I wasn't getting enough draw. Here's out of the it. thing: I I was at uh, Saka's booth when the guy came by, and part of it is I think <coughs> it requires too much technique. When he was doing it, beautiful. He could when do other, it good. Yeah, I should have let the guy do it for me, but I did it myself also, mm -hmm. and maybe I don't. I didn't do it properly. Maybe I don't know. But if it requires that much technique, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to blow through ten cigars before you kind of master <laughs> the the cutter. You want to be able to just. When when somebody comes out with the new way of doing it, I'm always intrigued by mm -hmm. it. That you know, you think everything's been done, and then all of a sudden this comes in. So I was high as a kite on this thing till I used it, and then I'm like, ah, disappointed. Yeah. Not, not how I thought it was going to work. Not inexpensive either. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, right now let's get to the poll question of the week, and it's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And the question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And we pit usually five people versus each other. And this week we were asked if you were forced to eliminate a male singer from existence, who would it be? A male senior? Singer. Singer. Male singer. And the choices were Freddie Mercury, Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Hmm. Uh, Say those names again. Freddie Mercury, Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Well, the wow. answer is obviously Prince, as long as you can keep him as a guitar player, because that, that's where he really shined. No, well, that's a tough one. The least amount of votes was Frank Sinatra. Only got 8%. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to vote the chairman of the board. Out, right. Uh, but Michael Jackson, and a lot of the uh, comments had to do with things he was accused of for the reason why they voted. Mm -hmm. Stupid. That's a tough one, man. Each one of them brought a lot to the industry. Now, if Billy Joel was on the list, you could just kill him. 
I like Billy Joel, too. Tony V wants to punch him in the throat. I know. It was Michael Jackson, Prince, Freddie Mercury, Elvis Presley, and Frank Sinatra in that order. And this week we have a question with the new five people versus each other. Who would you vote off the island? Okay, voting off the island. Mm. All right, next week uh, we have uh, what makes the cigar industry unique. Dan Thomas, the president of McAuliffe Cigars, is going to be there. He's been in a lot of different industries. I think it's Thompson. Mm-hmm. I think it's Thompson. Dan Thompson. Yes, it is. Thompson. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Thompson. Hanging out on YouTube chat room. Okay, I wonder if he, um, Thompson, it was Thompson Cigars that was out there, and they don't sell to them. Isn't that interesting? Very. Yeah. A uh, lot of interesting things. They came in the industry one certain way, huh. and they've changed it. And I, I like listening to somebody when they do make changes and then seeing a year or two later if they're almost like a politician. Did they follow through what they did? And he, they have. They have, and they have a new plan of attack, and they do what they say they're going to do, which is what? Dan Thompson says, I just say yes, sir, when Dave calls me anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wrote down Thomas, but it's t- Thompson. Thompson. Um, anyway, Dan's going to be on. We'll call him Dan. And um, yeah, we'll talk to him about um, their, their thought process of an industry they weren't in and how different it really is. Because people say all the time, you know, the sky industry is different than industries. Well, it's a different product, but why would it be different? It really is different. Uh, and we'll see if Dan agrees to that. Uh, following week, don't be afraid of the doc. I just found out uh, no Barry Stein on that show, July 30th. So uh, it'll be just me and you and Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan's going to bring the stats and information. And we're going to, tr- I'll try to uh, mm. keep it a little um, interactive. Interactive also, yeah. not just reading. What's going on, right? We're going to try this. Yes? Sure. Um, Mario says that he would have eliminated Prince. It's an easy call. Purple Rain is as boring as Mr. J's tobacco lectures. I got a soft spot for for, uh, Purple Rain. (laughs) That was the first movie you brought your wife to. My girlfriend. Well, she was your girlfriend then. It was our first date. And... uh, so you can't eliminate Prince, otherwise you can't. There, there's no Gianna, there's no James. <laughs> you got to have it's our whole have life. Prince. That's it. Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, celebrity sightings. Celebrity sightings at the big show. Well, we were there. Uh, we were there. Cigar Authority and the Ashholes. Uh, certainly cigar celebrities. But as far as celebrities, uh, Guy Fieri was yep. there. Uh, a lot of athletes and a lot of politicians. And I, I met a lot of all of them. Yep. Um, always good to see different people interacting within the cigar industry. Uh, biggest cigar celebrities continue to be, I would say, Carlos Fuente, Rocky Patel, Nick Perdomo, George Padron are probably the highlights of the show of people that you, you see people waiting to end up talking with. Um, other people, uh, I bumped into Barbie. Do you know who that, that is? The doll? Yes. <laughs> This is somebody I, I read about before that spent a fortune on making herself mm. look like a Barbie doll. Oh, and she was there. And she was there, and her eyes looked like a doll's eyes, and her lips were Pouty. obviously done. Pout, you know, those lips. Her waist was super thin, big butt. I mean. Yeah, you checked out her ass. <laughs> you couldn't help but seeing all this, and along with her little jacket on that said Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. 
that she looked like that. Mm. Um, kind of freakish looking. Disturbing. Disturbing a yeah. little bit, but uh, she was there. Uh, and there was the basketball players, uh, famous basketball players from um, Summer League or something yeah. that was going on down there, and the, they were all walking the show. So that was interesting. Coming back to the show, uh, the biggest surprise of who's coming back to me was Tim Osniger, uh, formerly from CAO. Um, and we, I know we had Rick Rodriguez, who was running CAO years after uh, Tim and his dad sold the company off. But to me, Tim was a big, big deal that he was there. And I was a little shocked to find out that there were so many people that didn't know who he was. Which is mind-boggling. It just shows you how much the industry has changed in 15 years. Correct. So, you know, after you're out, you know, when we stopped the Cigar Authority, I think we got about two years of who we used to be, and then Mm -hmm. we just disappear. You know, it's going to happen quick. We'll just keep the old shows up. Yeah. Um, Others uh, were Lito Gomez returning. He was a big deal that he was back. And Nick Melillo was a big deal that he was back. <clears throat> so uh, right now it's time for the confessional. Who's going to do this? I got this. You got it? I All got right, it. let's do it. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. <laughs> name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? Um, this is a tough one for me. Okay. I put the dirty plates under the bed instead of in the sink for 15 years. You're the, making that up. The same plate was there, or this behavior lasted 15 years? The behavior lasted right. 15 years. See, I think you're making it up to try to be funny, but you're not giving a real confession. It's a real confession. I just confessed. So you ate dinner, took it up to your room, and put it under your bed? No, no, I ate dinner in bed. I got an adjustable bed, and then finished and just put it underneath. And how old were you? Until you ran out of plates, and then, ah, I got to go get that. And how old were you? I don't believe it. Married. <laughs> well, now we know why it didn't last. <laughs> That's why the 15 years, Barry. <laughs> well, you're not getting this. You're not understanding this. Confessional is legitimate confessions. That's legitimate confession. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I mean, who's up, Barry? You can't, you're up next week. I'm up next you week. You can't say when someone confesses something. Like, the, Do you think the, the pastor or the father person says, yeah, you're lying to me right now? Yeah. Well, let's see what he says. Oh, jeez. You're an animal. For your penance, you must buy and smoke one full box of All Saints cigars this week. And that wasn't for the sin. That was for just coming with bullshit yeah. into the confession booth. Yeah. I wonder if they end up saying that, that he talked to each other after and say, this guy Such comes bullshit. in, it's a bullshit story. It yeah. wasn't real. No. I want the real thing. I want the real deal here. You want the real deal? I got a, a whole list of them here. If you if you bring nothing to the game, let me know and I'll jump in. That's a huge I, list. You're a sinner. <laughs> I'm a sinner. He's a powerful sinner. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right. Jump the shock. Who jumped the shock? And Ed, jump in if you see anything or you, dur- during the whole time you saw something that I didn't see. 
but I have two of pretty much the same. One was called Vice Versa. Oh yeah, by Fratello, and that was a cigar you smoke either direction. Yeah, not the first time it's been done, and not there was two at the show. There was one by him and one by somebody else that had the, the exact same thing. Yeah, there was a cigar forum back in the day called CigarLive.org, I think it was, and they put out a cigar made by George Rico. Ah, and you could smoke it from either end. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, I bought into neither of those. Uh, I looked at the the other one, whoever that company was, because he was a little guy. Then I showed Ed. I had already used my uh, yeah you my one time thing. He denied and it. I showed him. He denied it, so it didn't happen. <laughs> um, Adventura had um, two different gimmicky things. I told you about. I'm going to tell you about one of them. The second one, I'll wait till um, the next hour. The ne- next hour, because we're going to light it up. But um, one of them is a box of cigars, and you open up the box of cigars, and it starts talking to you. And you know I had this idea. Oh, I yeah. remember this thing. I never put it out, but here it is. Now you open the box of cigars, and it starts talking to you, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Gimmicky. Um, I don't know if we bought that. Hmm. I think we did. Just because you love talking cigars. Who, who was cigars. it again? It was Adventura. Any chance Adventura was the first booth you walked into? Because no. I can answer your question. No. And the second one, um, I'll talk about in the in the next uh, segment, um, because I ended up buying it. Um, I think I'm pretty sure we bought both of them. Mm. Uh, they were, they were, watch that company. Watch Adventura. They, they got a young hip. It's the sons now kind of taking over, and, and they got some stuff going on. Both, both I thought, were kind of gimmicky, but I like them both. I'm the perfect uh, candidate for stuff like that. So, uh, okay, we're on the final thoughts here on the cigar uh, that you have chosen to uh, let me know what you think of it. I have the Gran Habano, expensive cigar for a Gran Habano, but take the name away from it. It's not value Gran Habano. It's a regular cigar. It's for their anniversary. Very, very good. Very good and definitely worth the price of admission for, for the cigar. I'm smoking the Rocky Patel DBS, and I've uh, I've hit the youthful part of the cigar. Now it's mm. there's, there's ammonia. You kind of have to smoke past that. What I can say is the, the burn line has been great. The draw has been great, uh, and the flavor was good until it got young, I think, with some time on this, uh, which certainly Rocky will put on it. Yeah, it's four It'll or be five good. months before that comes out. All right, out. so that's good. I'm smoking the uh, Pi Synthesia from Tim Osinger. Uh This is a, a win. This is a cigar that we should carry. Uh, it's a throwback to what cigars were with a little bit of modern twist with the spice to it. What was the price on that? 15 Yeah. Only 2500 boxes made. Um, All right. I, I think we should order this one. All right. Ed's yeah. listening. He's the buyer. I used up mine. (laughs) If if not, I'll be at his here on Monday. If you get one, let him know. (laughs) I'm smoking El Finale, Finale, Final, The Final. And, you know, much like the uh, La Gianna Angelic, the sweetness faded. Very pleasant cigar, I think. You know, change of pace for me, but. Small, Small box pressed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh. We'll see what happens with those. I have extras of those, so uh, I will definitely smoke Barry's, who's very high on that, and get to that. So uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, another round of new cigars to fire up. At this time, we're going to all smoke the same one. 
Uh, it's what's coming soon because I definitely bought into it. Uh, we'll continue to talk about the Cigar Trade Show 2020. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Sound stage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary 
Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back, fresh off the PCA Trade Show. We did some buy-in. What did we buy and what's coming out soon? Welcome back, everybody. Barry, what are we going to light up here? We bought this. We are smoking the Aventura La Llorona, and it comes only in one size. It's a 5 by 52 It's limited to elite accounts, such as Two Guys Smoke Shop slash TwoGuysCigars.com. I've heard that the elite accounts is somewhere around 20 counts total. <coughs> It retails for $16, comes in a box of 10, and it features an Ecuadorian wrapper, Dominican binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. And Ed Sullivan, Ed Santa Maria, the buyer, put really high expectations on this for me because he said this was the best cigar that he smoked for the first time at the show. I believe so. I mean, we were blown away. Um, There was a whole presentation, and everything was explained to us. We were to cut and light the cigar. They told us all about it. There was the, the 20 accounts or whatever it was. Uh, everybody was present. And um, it looks like we have one band on the cigar, but there's really two. It's a double band. Yeah, I noticed that. So we're going to take the second band off after we've smoked the cigar for a little bit, and you're going to see what happens uh, when you take the second band off. Barry was saying earlier in the show, uh, when we were at break, looking at it, even after you hold this under the light and you turn the cigar, you'll see different parts of the skull uh, actually light up. Uh, they spent some money on this on these bands. Dave, kind of cartoonish, but it's certainly an expensive band. Dave, when I take the first band off, does it turn to Connecticut Shade? It doesn't know. Ah, that'd be cool. Well, we don't know yet. We haven't done it. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I think our studio audience is pissed at us because we're smoking another cigar that they can't get yet. Yeah. So they abstained from the cutting. <laughs> they boycotted. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame them. <laughs> and I don't have enough to go around. You know, when I do, I, I pass them out. But there was only a couple people I did say, can I have four of those? Chat room wants to know if any Lanceros were purchased at the trade show. I don't think so. <laughs> and not that I know of. Again, I'm not the buyer, but he knows the routine. People, 
people said, hey, Dave, come over here, and then showed me the Lancero, <laughs> and I went the other way. Little, um, like, Topps bubblegum on the cold draw. Boy, I'm sorry. I'm doing a lot of coughing and stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah, grateful um, that it's at me. Almost like a, a bazooka gum where you take the gum and the bazooka Joe comic out, and then you lick the wax pad, yeah. and you get that sugary... They have, and I don't have it with me, there was a card that came with it of a descriptive. I believe I saved it for you because you will love <laughs> the description of this. It sounded so delicious of chocolate and marshmallows and blah, 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 blah. And it was just like you wrote it. I mean, you're going to really appreciate the work that went into this descriptive of the flavor notes, which they said out loud and then gave us a card. So we wouldn't forget it. And I said, that was really good. We're going to light our cigar today with the Attaché by Vertigo featuring push-button action, a single-jet fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you get easy adjustment all for the low price of $9.99. And it'll fit in your coin pocket, in your jeans. That is the Attaché by Vertigo. All right. Takes a little longer to light with a single jet. Okay. It's not mild. Kind of heavy right off the bat. It's about a six on the, you know, one draw. That's the law. Well, it's an eight. One draw. We'll see where it goes. Very spicy on the lips. Did you have a blend of this? Did you mention a blend of... Yeah, it was the Ecuadorian wrapper, Dominican binder, and Phyllis from the Dominican Republic in Nicaragua. In Nicaragua. Very, very Dominican heavy. It's less on the Nicaraguan. Wow, I would never guess this was made in... in I was assuming... Republic. I forgot what he had said about the blend. I was assuming it was a Dominican Puro. Yeah, I could, I, I could taste the Nicaraguan. That spice yeah. is the classic Nicaraguan spice. Yeah. All right. Where am I here? Uh, what were they talking about? Um, I was hearing uh, some negative. Everybody wasn't talking positive. There was some negative on uh, influencers at the mm. trade show. Not so much the bloggers anymore. I think the bloggers or media is, is acceptable, but the influencers of what are they doing here type of thing. I don't think there was any problem. I didn't see anybody doing anything not right, but um, they weren't doing interviews. They weren't doing um, buying. They weren't doing, you know, what are they doing They're here? influencing, obviously. Did it, was there any of the keynote speaker type people at the – because you, you went to a bunch of different events where there were speakers. Yeah. Were there anybody that was pushing for bringing the industry together, or were there anybody that was naming names and saying, "Okay, these people need to get their act together"? Is there was there any of that? I, I thought the retailer session was very interesting. I, I watched Dave and Ed just looking at each other in amazement. That they were they were naming names, <laughs> and uh, I'm I met a fellow retailer. I should leave him. He, leave him out of here, out of it, in case he ever wants to come in and bring himself. He certainly sat up these on the board of directors, and he sat up on there, and he, I loved what he said. <laughs> I loved that he called it out. I'm, I went up to him after it was over, and I said, you got a lot of balls, man. They're going to hate you. <laughs> 
but I appreciate you because it was me. That was me doing exactly what he was doing. And, you know, you, you think just leave it alone. But if you leave things alone, they just get worse and worse and worse. And somebody's got to call it out. And here he was calling it out. So I appreciated it. Yeah, but you don't want you don't want someone to call it out with malice. You want someone no. to call it out and say. Correct. There was no malice. Get your shit together. Correct. And join the team once and for all. Absolutely. Um, one other thing that we had reported on in the uh, news segment there on the after show was the separation between Davidoff and Corona Cigar in Florida. Was there any talk of that? Was there any of the... I I, I didn't even see Jeff from Corona at all. Did you see him? Yeah, I know he was there, but I never saw him. I sat with him for about an hour in Saka's booth. Oh, wow. But that did not come up. Okay. The, the the Davidoff divorce was not a topic. All right. How many words did you or Jeff get in? Ten. Uh, Jeff got to talk a lot. Oh, I, Jeff I was, can Jeff can hold his own with Saka. I assure mm-hmm. you. I didn't say much, Barry. <laughs> and in fact, I offered Jeff, "Well, do you want to swap seats?" Because he was doing all the talking. But no. But so Jeff, I mean uh, Steve, actually does talk to some retailers there, just not me. Well, you have to, I don't know if you have to, no, it probably wasn't a booked appointment. You just have to see when he's not busy with the media, and then you have to I have find to try to see. squeeze in? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's no. a lot of work. I'm not doing that. No. Make a media appointment as a cigar authority. I could. Discuss business. Although, me and Ed learned, even though the cigar authority sponsored a um, seminar, that no, was the no legislative mention. seminar, mm-hmm. and they called me up to speak at the seminar to introduce what was happening and everything, and I was happy to do so and happy to sponsor it. Um, We were not in a list of media, nor was the Ashos, nor was the Cigar Authority, the after show, none of it. Well, I think that's because you didn't get a Cigar Authority badge. You got a two-guy smoke shop badge. And United Cigar and Selected yeah. Tobacco, and but was there I, I dropped with- a couple hundred thousand instead of $59 or whatever the <laughs> media badge was. I chose to give them more. Hmm. And sponsor the you're 100% thing. correct. Yeah. Hmm. All right, give give me the the $300 media badge or whatever it is. I don't even know how much it is, but um, it's certainly less than... Yeah, you, you, no. you paid uh, considerably more. Dave, have you seen Saka post since the show? He might still be in the chair. Because <laughs> yes. you saw them breaking down the booth all around him sitting in the chair, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was there. Uh, listen, I think he had a fabulous show. I think everybody I talked to said they had a fabulous show, and I believe them. You know, sometimes I don't believe what I see. Everybody was booming. He was nonstop. Uh, I did get to sit there at the booth and uh, place an order. Um, Sometimes it's just pass on the slip and stuff. But I sat there because I wanted to see what that dog poo was or what. (laughs) what. Oh, the Sackasquash poo Poo, or something. Yeah, yeah. But it was cotton Cotton candy. candy. I expected chocolate if it's poo. Right. I was disappointed. Yeah, I passed on it because I don't need <laughs> I don't need cotton candy. I, I think I'm I might be lost here. What the hell is going on? Uh, he this was his giveaway. This sack of squatch poo in bags. So if you placed an order, you got a bag of poo. You could mm-hmm. probably get one anyway. Yeah, but and it was cotton candy. Cotton candy in a bag. Did you eat any? No. 
proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> if it was chocolate, I would have had. I would have ate it probably. I mean, I, I only heard one review on the poo, and they said there was something not right about the quality of the cotton candy. It wasn't fully dissolving the way it should. Uh, that may have been the poo part. I don't maybe. Know. Maybe there was bits of real poo, so you know it's good. <laughs> um, what else? Um, they were discussing uh, at key key boots and stuff. The FDA thing was talked about and celebrated as it should be. Um, and again, the, the retailers that don't understand it, they don't understand it, but uh, it was a huge thing. Uh, also was uh, discussed Vegas or New Orleans in 2024. So the trade show will take place next year, same place, same time. But the following year, 2024, it's either uh, New Orleans in April or Vegas in July. No. I would it's, vote for April because that's the right time to go and buy. Yeah, but it'd be it, New Orleans in April. And it's not quite the same time because of the way the calendar lines up, I think. For, it starts on the 7th. So you, you might have to be there, if not on 4th of July, the day after yeah, for setup. The 5th morning, so you're flying out on 4th of July. Yeah. Right. Some people say, oh, it's not till the 7th. It's not the 4th of July. Not for everybody setting up the booth. Especially, it took us three years to set three days to set up right. our booth. <laughs> Do the math. Yeah, I know where I'm going to be for July. Fourth, yeah, which means I got to fly out on the third. Kind of ruins the Fourth of July weekend flying out on the third and being there on the fourth. Yeah. I'm sure they have fireworks out there for you. It's a terrible time, even for any retailer, not just the one setting up at the trade show. Right, that kind of busy. You know, the 3rd of July, kind of the busiest day of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's up there. That's Shit. the day I'm going to fly out with how many people. <laughs> and then it's, you know, spend 4th of July there. And then well, a week after. and So I'll announce right now, I'm not going to make it next year. I hear you. In fact, you know, I think maybe I should pop into <coughs> TPE so I have a comparative. But... Um, you know, it sort of was what I expected. Hey, next year, if you want to answer phone and mail order, I'll go on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But are you going to just sit in a chair? Uh, I'll be uh, Dave's interpreter. <laughs> and me and the other Ed will switch places. <laughs> so some more things uh, is uh, Matt, Tobacco, and Nicole got married and then got mm-hmm. COVID together, which is very nice. Very romantic. Romantic. Mm-hmm. Um Formerly of the Ashholes, and he gets, gets married on the on the mm-hmm. uh, not on the trade show floor, but he got engaged there last year, and then got uh, married. So, not, what do you think for next year? Baby, <laughs> baby at the trade show. Um, Mickey Pegg does bring up a point. He says uh, New Orleans in April 2024 means brand owners need 2024 projects done February right. 2023. So. Swapping it up will be a little awkward in for the one first year. year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, this is going to be a vote, actually, that's going to go. So uh, I hear people making the argument on both sides. Don't a lot of uh, manufacturers store stuff in storage in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the manufacturers are going to create the biggest pushback. Hey, yeah. we got stuff here. Already. Whatever. If it's, you know, wherever it goes, it's in Alaska. I don't care where it is. I'm going. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Fourth of July week is a tough week. I think if it's in Alaska, you're tapping out. No, no. Uh, Michael Capellini off to um, Italy for his um, honeymoon. Honeymoon. 
Yes, honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said bye to me as he was leaving, going on his honeymoon, uh, even though he got married on uh, January 1st. This is the honeymoon. And um, uh, getting some pushback on um, the cigar bar for this year, which is the Rocky Patel Silver Bar, celebrating 25 years of the Rocky Patel brand. Um, is was, I'm seeing things on social media thrown at me of, uh, you know, Negative stuff. So the two people, probably number one and number two. I don't know about fighters. that. I'll, I'll give I'll give him number one. I, I'm fighters. a far cry from him. Fight. Uh, yeah. Let's not look at the uh, only state in the entire union that has a legal definition of what a premium yeah. cigar is. What? Let's just discount that. Uh, so go after the two people that are the biggest mouths and the biggest voices and carry the biggest weight when it comes to. I've been Bullshit trying to like die. I've been trying to cut down on, on my eating <laughs> Dave, things. And, yeah, Dave carries more weight. Yeah. Yeah. How about if you have nothing nice to say, you shut the fuck up? That's talking, my vote. You talking to me or them? All of everybody. Uh, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. There's always that anyway of uh listen, there were people telling us how to run the cigar authority of is our problem. Too much mm-hmm. double entendre, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, yeah. You gotta lay off that. Oh, they're gonna uh, love asylum. Yeah, um, too much picking on each other. Right. If we, too if too we much took, of this, too little of that. If we took all the input, we'd sit here in silence for two hours. Right, right. So it, the show is what it is. We try our best. Make show prep a lot easier. Some, <laughs> some people want more of this. Some people want less of this. So, you know, again, I, I, I like constructive criticism. I appreciate it. You care enough to end up saying it, but... There was a lot of it, and you know, I talked to one person, and it'd say, "Don't do this," and the other guy says, "Do more of that." So at the end of it, you know, it is what it is. Um, somebody sure. says, "Didn't Dave say two weeks ago that COVID was over and the trade show was going back to being normal?" Looks mm-hmm. like he was wrong again. Again, again. He needs to stop making these absolute statements. <laughs> absolute. All right, so let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. A naughty church leader has been fined and placed on the sex offenders register for a romp with a vacuum. John Jeff, 74, was naked apart from a pair of lady stockings when he was caught with the appliance by a shocked churchgoer. Court heard Jeff's argument, a retired vicar, and he said he didn't notice the member of the public. And he did what he did because he felt naughty. And I believe this sex act is called a Hoover Maneuver. However, there was no word if the vacuum was underaged, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. There's a lot of that that happens, huh? There's a lot going on there. Yep. Absolutely. Um, So, what did we buy and what's coming in soon? Uh, We bought a lot of stuff. I just have a a small list of what I have uh, that I could recall. Um, The LFD Solaris, uh, big talk of it. It looked good. I didn't actually smoke the cigar. It's sitting on my desk. I bought it anyway. They have a good track record enough sure. that I didn't have to go through it. 
Uh, Ferry Otago 2022, we bought in. We, it already arrived? Yep, already arrived, and uh, 80% of that order is gone. There's a couple of boxes of each left online, twoguyscigars.com. I would guess the price is $22. Correct. It was 21 last year. It's 22, <laughs> and I understand next year is 23. All right. So you can see what's going on there. Um, E.P. Carrillo Pledge Lonsdale, new size of the EPA. Uh, E.P. Carrillo Pledge. He's just moving you towards a Lancero. That's what that it is. Yeah, it's a soft, it's a soft <laughs> yeah. launch. Why do I like a Lancero and not I there's, like a Lonsdale and not a Lancero? There's a lot more room to blend yeah. in the Lonsdale. Uh, new company out there um, we bought into. I smoked a cigar. I thought it was excellent. Uh, I had talked to them for quite a while, over a year in advance of this thing, so I knew this was going on. This is Sigmund Freud. Um, this is no cheap date. It's up there in price for a cigar, but but I was, hear if right after smoking it, all of your mommy issues go away. They mm. just go up and smoke. I don't know. I thought the cigar was good. Super Ego is the the one that's coming nothing? out. It's nothing. It's uh, <laughs> William Ventura Company is the one making that. That's to make Adventura, uh, and then they got a El Grape. Grape? A-G-R-A-P-E, Eladio Diaz, limited release that's coming out later on. I have that cigar. did not smoke it. Uh, smoked it a while ago, but uh, now that it's aged somewhat or whatever, I have, haven't got to it. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we made that purchase, but we absolutely mm. did the Super Ego one that's coming in. JRE, Aladino Classic. They showed it. We bought it. We have it. Yep. We've sold out of our first order. Expecting more in shortly. Yep. McAuliffe, lowercase a petite corona. Did you smoke it, Ed Sullivan? I did not. You don't love it. it. I've had it. Very good. It's good. I think when I went by McAuliffe, they gave me an A. Okay. It was the lowercase a, but it's a small petite. It's nice. Mm. Um, West Tampa Tobacco Company. This is the people, uh, uh, Rick Rodriguez, that had uh, him and somebody else that works worked for General Cigar start their own company, black and white version. Uh, I believe we bought them both. This was at Santa Maria's. Okay, I get one right. This yeah, is and this was you know something we smoked a sample of. We didn't didn't, didn't really for care for it at all. Right, revisited it. It mm. was so much better, and uh, yeah, you guys pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. Uh, it tells you when you give somebody a sample, it better be good, you know, because if, if he hadn't gone back, you know, it might have been another year before we ended up uh, jumping onto something like this. But but uh, we thought it was good. Padron 96, no sample. Again, there is no sample anyway, but we bought into it because proven track record. Yeah, if it says Padron on it, it'll move. Uh, Rocky Patel, Edge 20th anniversary. Hmm. Um it's going to be pricey compared to an edge. Again, another product, uh, much like um, the Gran Habano I smoked that is an anniversary of a value cigar brand. And it's not such a value cigar brand as the anniversary, but it performed well and smoked good. Um, Rojas, the unfinished business we did. Smoked that on the way into work this morning. It gave me a sample from the show. Okay. And did we buy the other one? Yeah, yeah the uh, Carnitas, Street Taco Carnitas, which Strong is... Strong for Connecticut. Which is a Connecticut wrapper. Yeah, that's not cigar. your grandfather's Connecticut no. at all. 
And they were pretty busy at that booth. Yeah, Barry, when I talked to him, I said, Barry told me you don't speak English, but it seems pretty good to me. <laughs> His English has gotten really good. <laughs> Did you spend time with him? Yeah, a little bit of time. Okay, I went nice. there. I, we didn't have all that much time. Uh, I said hello to him, basically, but knock on wood, they I, were very busy. Yeah, I think I stopped there pre-show open one day, okay. so he had a little time. Uh, United Cigar that everybody said was going to be the big watch with what's going on there. There are lots of new uh, releases. Red Anchor, which is the 250th anniversary. Yaya, I believe, maybe sold out at mm. that show. It's not a limited release, but I, the first mm. orders we have coming in, um, um, that went very well, as did Montosa, Terra Nova. Um, Terra Nova, interesting. Um, we, were, <coughs> we were blind tasted that. Yes. It on Cigar Journal. Yeah. I gave it a big, big rating. I said line, which yeah. is interesting. I uh, got to go back and check. La Mezza Cumana, five ninety nine, huge seller. Uh, the selected tobaccos, Alfonso, huge, and Byron eighteen fifty, another huge one. Those mm. already go to the people that are already United Cigar customers, and then that booth was showing. Lots of things coming in the future. So we saw Nelson's stuff coming out uh, next year also. Uh, was that a booth or a museum? It was a museum. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. It was a future museum. Yeah. Uh, and Sereno, Eleanor Rose, which I have had samples you are of. so high on that cigar. <laughs> I am. It's really good, but you're beyond high He's on a that. fanatic. Yeah. It's dessert. It tastes mm-hmm. like chocolate to me. It's so delicious. Um, medium bodied, so for those of you thinking it's going to be a mild cigar, it's medium. Yeah, great cigar. I can't wait to get it in. Uh, I think that's going to be the, the big one this year. Mm-hmm. It's not even in yet. I'm saying this is a contender, uh, one of the best things I ever smoked. Um, all the money goes to musical instruments of this mm-hmm. product uh, and lessons in the Dominican Republic for children. All the money they make. So they're going to have a whole line of these different cigars that they're going to put out. And then the money, the proceeds they get is buying instruments. Now, at the beginning, they go there and they learn how to play the instruments. And then after they are really paying attention to it and learning, they'll give the instrument to them. But not right away so that they mm. take a couple lessons and the next thing you know, there they go with the, with the trombone and mm. it's over. No, they got to make... Once they see that they're really coming in every single day and learning how to do it. Yeah, you don't want to give somebody a trombone and then they neglect it. It goes in the closet. It gets all rusty. Can't have that. Rusty trombone? Is that where you're going? Is that where you went? Of all things. And what brand was that with the musical instruments? He can't help himself. (laughs) Uh, That's Serena. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, the Eleanor Rose. Everyone didn't have to bring attention to it. You could have just (laughs) let it go. Would have been a silent entendre. Yeah, because there's too much of that going on. So I'm getting a little sourdough and a, a floral cupcake. There's there's a there's a sweet bread-like component and there's a sour bread-like component kind of playing off of each other. There's a great pull on this cigar. The draw is not loose. It is packed with tobacco. There's a nice pull. Absolutely perfect. Look at the ash. Absolutely perfect ash. And the combustion line is Non-existent. Say your number of strength. Five, five and a half. Yeah, six, eight. No, it's pretty full-bodied. It's full-flavored, but it's definitely full-flavored. It's a, it's a nine on the flavor scale, maybe even a ten. Barry took his band off. Yep, his uh, first band. I, I removed his hat. 
And now you see yeah. underneath, right? Yeah, I look at this as like they couldn't figure out which design to go with, so they just went with both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of remembers, remind, the, the do-rag reminds me of somebody we both know. Uh, it kind of reminds me of somebody. I'll share it with you during a break. All right. People hate that, by the way. I heard that, that when we have these secret things, I'll tell you during the break or something, they hate that. They want in on this. But sometimes he does it to protect the innocent. Mm -hmm. Or guilty, as it were. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or guilty, right? Yep. So I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> I think it's high time we went to break or we won't have any yeah, time we're gonna left. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, proof? trademark battles on the show. Uh, that you didn't hear about. The best thing we ate all week and the state of the trade show's future. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. 
what I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Podcast Network, the best and only podcast for cigars in the world. Well, I got to thank Rocky Patel once again. I believe he was the front man for the FDA and uh, saved my business and everybody else's business. And you can't forget it. I know there was a lot of people that helped along along the way, but I'll tell you, I went to Washington D.C. twelve times. And walked the halls, and all 12 times I was there, Rocky Patel was there. And he just didn't go 12 times. He was there every time. And uh, the guy just didn't stop. He didn't quit. We, they told us all that uh, stop fighting. You can't win this battle. And you, when you lose the battle, you lose the battle. But you fight until you lose. Yep. And uh, so, so you don't self-regulate. Don't self-regulate. Don't Fight do until you lose. Correct. Correct. And then sometimes... It happens, you win. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't win if you're not fighting back. You no. lose 100% of the time, you don't get, get up at bat, right? And even after that win, you still got people saying. It's not over. No. It's not over. It was big. And they said the same thing as, as Jonathan was saying within this state. Give up on it, don't do it. And Cigar Association of America told me, stop fighting this thing of in New the Hampshire. state of New Hampshire. Uh, stop fighting... Uh, no, Cigar Association of America told oh, me no not to fight for New Hampshire's tax. Huh. Just let it go. You can't win this battle. And I said, no, I'm going to fight. And they said, don't do it. I was a member of the organization. I fought, I won, and I quit. I quit them hmm. because they w- wouldn't help. So I was had to fight by myself. And that the same thing happened in Massachusetts. And when I lost in Massachusetts, I said, okay, I lost. And I closed three stores and I started again. So, I mean, there's, there's few, us, few of us out there to do it. <clears throat> it wouldn't it be nice if everybody jumped in? It'd be so much easier if everybody jumped in. This doesn't go away. It continues to happen. So you continue to support the PCA and you continue to fight. Continue the fight. So that's what we'll do. Um, it wasn't all business at the show. The, the, uh, the highlight, as Ed brought on, was eating. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't go to shows. I have gone in the past, but uh, they run too long, and I have to get some sleep when I'm there. So my time was breakfast and dinner. And I told Ed, listen, here's a card if you want to go grab something for lunch or something. I don't stop for lunch. I go there, from There was in. no need. No we need. had a hearty breakfast right. every day. Every day. Uh, and, then, and then a fantastic dinner every Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Uh, after you left, Ed. Oh. I probably had the best meal. Really? And I've gone many years ago to this place, but I was invited by the Perdomos to have dinner with them. 
And we went to Delmonico's, mm. which is Emeril Lagasse's restaurant. And I'd gone years and years ago. I didn't remember it well until I got, got in there and got seated and served. It's one of those places when they serve you, they serve everybody at the same time. Yeah. So if there were 10 of team us sitting, of people. team of people, 10 people come wait on you. And uh, it was fabulous. So it's called Delmonico's. I got to place my order. <laughs> it's a steak restaurant. So what kind of steak should I order? Delmonico. Delmonico. They don't carry it. <laughs> it's another one of my problems that I have at a restaurant. If you name the damn restaurant Delmonico, yeah. if you carry the Delmonico steak, it'll probably be your biggest, biggest seller. But you don't carry a Delmonico. I think Delmonico is another term for ribeye, though. Truth. Well, call it Delmonico. Yes. Because you're <laughs> naming the restaurant after the steak. But not everybody knows that Delmonico is is ribeye. So you, but everybody you name knows the restaurant, it, but... The, the, you didn't call it ribeyes. Their, didn't call it ribeye steak restaurant. You call it Delmonico's. Uh, uh, I think. Oh, I no, think you can give up the hill on this one. No, no I 100 percent agree with Dave. No. no, I got the New York sirloin, the New York strip. Fabulous, fabulous. One of the best steaks I've so ever had. So you should be renamed to the Vegas strip because you're in Vegas. Yes. Nice. I'll be okay with that. Yeah. And I'd order the Vegas strip. Dave, the. Ribeye comes from the rib section, while the Delmonico is cut from the short loin that lies back of the ribs, but ahead of what we call the sirloin area. There you go. So you can't call it that because it's a Delmonico. It's a different cut of the meat. It's adjacent. It's adjacent to it. So it should be across the street adjacent. Where, where cut is. The cut restaurant is around the corner. <laughs> All right, moving right along. You're, you're like trying to prove a point that you can do a show for longer than two hours. <laughs> best, pl- bless, best, yeah, place to s- best place to smoke a cigar? It is not where everybody goes. No. And I don't think we can give it up, Ed. You don't think so? No, you got to no. give it up. What was it called? It was called the Dorsey. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Not crowded. Everybody got a seat. Comfortable furniture. Drinks were fine, not expensive, but not crazy that you can't afford it type of thing. Scooter thought my room might be the best place to smoke a cigar. We were going to do that, but we did the trade show floor. Which was nice. Which was good. Um, All right, so what do you want to go to? You want to get a prize to give away, right? We do have a prize to give away. Let's do that. All right, this week's best email of the week is brought to you by Romeo and Julieta. The prize is a hat. A set of playing cards, a Bluetooth speaker, and a lighter. The following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Ray writes, dry but very informative. I just finished listening to Saturday's show, and although it lacked the weekly amount of Dave's butchering the English, Spanish, and any other language that it used in the course of the show, or Ed's plethora of information factoids, I have to say the subject of the show was excellent. As a new member of the LEAF, Mr. Jonathan's breakdown of the different types of tobacco leaves and their associated flavor notes was just what I've been looking for. Score, 99 for Mr. Jonathan and Barry. Wow, nice. But that's not why I'm writing. I have a question that I'm sure Jonathan can answer. Recently, I've heard him referring to dry boxing or refreshing some cigars, and I've looked online for how to dry box my cigars, but I can't find any information on the target low humidity. I live in Mexico where the humidity can go from 90% overnight to 50% during the day. Obviously, leaving my cigars out in this environment won't work. I've heard of using desiccant packs to bring down the humidity, but I'm concerned they might degrade the flavor of the cigars. I sure would like to hear your thoughts. Love the show. 
this is one of the few times, and I've done this as an experiment, you, because you're dry boxing, the refrigerator actually can be your friend. Take the cellophane off and, and cedar is important. You want a cedar box. But you can't have any food around it. It's got to be a refrigerated, well, dedicated. What I, what I did was I took everything out of the bottom drawer and put it in and closed the bottom drawer. And I, I mean, I have vegetables and steak in my fridge, so I don't have stuff that's heavily flavored in there. So maybe, I don't know, if you have Mexican spices or something, it's going to wreck your cigars. But if you're really into it, you can get yourself a small refrigerator for short money. If you ever have time, and the target if you is ever have time, you should write an article. Forty to forty-five percent is the is the goal. Uh, I want to say Alex Hilliard had an honorable mention. He was number four on my he list. Just let that fly by. He's not he, interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write an article, Barry. Thank you. Uh, Alex not only shit on me, but he offered Dave a backhanded compliment uh, and had Barry lifted by a crane by the ankles, smoking upside down. It was a great, great email, but uh, I only could pick three. All right, so that's Ray. That's Ray. Dry box. Uh, Matt writes through the contact us page. Mr. J becoming Dave. Gentlemen and Mr. J, fantastic show last week as I listened to it. It was like Dave was there. With Jonathan just reading, it felt like a really long coin story. Or Dave reading his State of the Cigar Industry address. It's just really nice watching Jonathan grow up to become his idol, Dave. Now Dave can just teach him how to eat and your work is done. Mm. But in all honesty, I learned a lot and it was a good show. Keep up the great entertainment. P.S. Please do not bring back Cigar News with Barry. He calls you Barry for some reason every time he writes in. So uh, Matt liked the show too. That, that's good. So we got a couple of positives. Did you get a bunch of negatives? I got. I got negatives. Right. I got negatives. They just they weren't all that floral. Since that's my new nickname. All right. uh, ben writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Show idea. Hello, Cigar Authorities. Obviously, I'm a fan, so thank you for the great podcast. After listening to last week's show covering information in Steve Saka's article, I decided to Google the article and read it for myself. Typing in the name of the article instead caused Google to lose its mind over the buzzword tobacco. I was inundated with every anti-smoking website you can think of from real ones like the World Health Organization, not even close to real, to blogs from folks who demonize as a major health risk as they sit in their parents' basement eating their healthy value meal from the fast food joint they had door dashed in. So uh, they wouldn't have to get out of the chair. This made me think of a show idea for the authorities. Smokerism, defined by the Tobacco University as a belief of moral superiority over smokers, manifested as discrimination and punishment. Like racism or sexism, smokerism is not something you are born with, but instead taught. A show covering the history of tobacco from religious and medicinal use to acceptance and use as a status celebratory symbol to demonization, taxation over time, and its current persecution by the government and people in general would be interesting. Thanks for considering this, and of course, for the show and continued education. That mm. sounds like something you can do the next time Dave's away and read for two hours. <laughs> the guy who brought three new tobaccos to the friggin' show so last actually week I brought is throwing th- shade actually on me. I bought me. seven, and you were mad that I bought more than three. So how about next time he takes the front seat? We did that. The show was an hour and a half long, oh. but okay, he could do it. I think it was an hour 42. Hey, it says right on the show notes, end at 150. <laughs> you That's should change that someday, Dave. <laughs> yeah. 
Some things never change, right? <laughs> no, that's because that back in the day we had to end the show before two hours, yeah. right? Yep. I kind of zoned out on email three. So Same I'm, here. I'm going to have to go two. Two, even though we can't pronounce my name right. So that's Matt. You're going to need me to add to that mm. to give you a three-way. Cause well, I voted for Ben because he actually gave a show idea. I like the other two, but. All right, I'll give it to Matt, number two. All right. Smoke charisma and understand it very well. Here, I'll give it to you so you can read it at your leisure. Hmm. Well, Dave, my favorite T-shirt, you know the one I have, the anti-social shirt? Yeah. So I have the exact same T-shirt, but it said anti-smoking smoking club. Anti-smoking smoking club. Yeah. So you're against smoking, a club of anti-smokers. I think that smoke. you smoke. You smoke at it? And oh, talk sure. negatively about it? Yeah. I had to leave that alone. I got some wise-ass comment to make, but I'm going to leave it out. <laughs> um, okay, trademarks. Uh, one thing I saw there before the show opened was a collaboration I had no idea was going to be a collaboration. That was uh, the Abuelo Chisel. This is obviously a collaboration between Abuelo Cigars and yeah. Flor Dominicana's they Chisels. They just did it without you. But <laughs> ne- neither Lido or myself were involved with this at all. It was El Abuelo Chisel, and uh, supposedly going away, uh, we'll see. I got I to gotta watch it because you got to protect your trademark. Uh CAO not at the show, but issues with the X mm. on uh, their new their new line that comes out. Uh, the X is Fuente, and they will go to battle with this because uh, they have lots of money too. Mm-hmm. And the the problem that happens with this, it all goes to the lawyers. Um, there was CX too; it was out there for years and years, and it stayed. And that's where they're probably going to have the problem with it. This is something like that. It's something XM, whatever. Yeah, MX3 is this yeah. one or something like that. So it's going to be a hard one for, for... How could they even argue that that is confusing to the public? There's an X in the middle of the name. <laughs> because it kind of looked... Side by side, it kind of looks like Opus X. I get the back when there was an issue with La Florida Minicana and... Toro Fuente with the crossed swords on their logo, but that was just a gentleman's conversation. Hey, can you not yeah. have the crossed swords? And they took it away. No lawyers get involved. There's no court case. Well, the people at, at General Cigar ain't playing nice with anybody, so mm-hmm. I, I consider this is going to be a battle. This will go for, for a while. Uh, Stinky Ashtray, I, I spent some time with him. Mm. He says... He he got ripped off twice at the show, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, unfortunately, you see those things. That's what I visually saw, but lots of that was going on. He's, He's already won one lawsuit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shame when it's a little guy and that's mm-hmm. all he's got going. And then somebody rips him off, and that's his whole business. You know, to somebody else is just one of their their items. Which, you know, honestly, CAO didn't need to do that to Opus X, but they do it anyway and, and make it look like that. And uh, it, it's the Fuente's job to protect it, so they're going to have to spend a lot of money. And whether they win or not, I think it's going to be a tough one for them, though. Mm-hmm. Honestly, somebody uh, in the chat room earlier brought it up way before this, and they. 
They say there's probably more people that walk out of a cigar store with a Dominican Cahiba that think they got a Cuban yeah. and would walk out with this thinking they got an Opus. Right, right. So, yeah. Well, trademark law is very different than yes. regular regular law, and you have to understand how, how it works. Uh, we have a um, uh, a guy out there that that's, that's his job. Uh, you're friends with him, right? Um, yeah, Frank Herrera. Frank Herrera. And, um, you know, I may be calling him up with this uh, El Abuelo. It's confusing that it's Abuelo. They seem like nice people, and they may do the right thing and, and may, may go away. I don't want to do it. I like them. They seem like very nice. I went to them before the show even opened. said, here's what the problem is. It's a double thing. I brought Lito with me. Lito is Chisel. I am Abuelo. Here's my Abuelo. Abuelo Chisel looks like we had a collaboration to me. Yeah. If if somebody buys it before the show didn't even open, if yep. they bought it, maybe they bought it from the work we put into Abuelo and Chisel and thought that's mm-hmm. what they're getting. Are they con- confused? Can they be confused about this? It's confusion. Yeah, of course. Right? So that's what, what uh, we worry about. The state of the trade show, the show must go on and will go on same place, same time next year, July 7th through 11th. To me, terrible time. Again, other people will make the argument and say it's a good time for somebody setting up for the trade show. We will fly in on July 3rd. We will spend the 4th of July setting up a trade show booth, not having a barbecue, and getting ready for the doors to open on the 7th. It's uh, like a diet plan for you for next year. I you guess. Can, you can kick off your new eating program. 2024, uh, April in New Orleans, New Orleans, or July again, same time, 4th of July week uh, in Las Vegas. Um, they're going to let the people decide. So there is a uh, thing for manufacturers and retailers. I don't think they're asking the media or anybody else. It's a trade show. So the two components of a trade show is the manufacturer selling to the retailer. And they're going to let them make the final decision of those two choices. God, I hope it's in April. It's a better buying time. You could spend more. I voted immediately, and that's what I voted for. But I understand everybody's argument, and I'll take whatever it comes to. And again, wherever it is or whenever it is, I'm going. Um, I could probably, if it's in April, could possibly have Barry come. But on 4th of July week, probably not. No. So uh, um, one thing I found strange is I saw some of the coverage uh, when I got back, look, looking at Facebook and uh, you know some of the other people um, giving their two cents on what it is in their coverage of the trade show, is almost every blogger I saw, the initial thing that starts their video is brought to you by Drew Estates. Mm-hmm. The PCA coverage is brought to you by Drew Estates. The one of four companies that does not support the trade show. And yet they chose to cover it, be, be the supporter. Yep. <coughs> supporter of the blogger. Mm-hmm. but not supporter of the trade show. Right. We need you to support the trade show. Absolutely. We want you there. Not covering the <laughs> blogger to support the show, supporting them. We need you to support the show. So I'll just say that on a personal level. Um, I know they're a supporter of the Cigar Authority. Mm-hmm. We need you bigger than that. Choke, you bastard. Yeah, COVID. My God. 
Sorry for all this coughing I've been doing on the show, but um, for the manufacturers that didn't support, I hope they have a little fear of missing out, and they missed out on the show. <coughs> I was going to say, right. let's do the classic three-way, but now I feel guilty for even thinking it. Well, and we're already two hours and two minutes. Yeah, so let's skip that so I can go hack up in the other room. Um, so that's it for the show. I got lots more to say. We'll squeeze some stuff yeah. in during the, the next weeks and so, especially after I hear other people having. So next week, uh, what makes the cigar industry unique from other industries? When people leave, why do they return? When people get in, what are they surprised about and why? Dan Thompson, president of McAuliffe Cigar, joins us live next week. And until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.